You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You are listening to Top Tier. Top Tier. I'm your host, Jordan McRae. I find things and I rank them. And I rank them. And I rank them. We are live. You are listening to Top Tier. And we are live coming to you on the first floor of Greenspun Hall on the campus of UNLV in the beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. You are listening to Top Tier. I'm your host, Jordan. I'm here always. And I'm joined by my guest. Diggy D here. Yes. Thank you so much for coming back. It's been a minute since I've seen you. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird being back, Jordan, because uh, when I remember uh, top tier was a very different idea and I love the growth of top tier and what it's become now. Also at the time I, I was barely starting the voice of Las Vegas and I am Diggy D I've done the whole persona. We've been going great at that. And you know, I'm excited to be on here once again. And Exactly. We've both really just taken a lot of time to just establish ourselves and, you know, grow our own little podcast. I had Diggy on for Appetizers, which was episode two. And now we're all the way over here by episode 10. I've made it to the double digits, y'all. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited, Jordan. Let's give a little hand clap for that. (laughs) Thank you. So those of you guys that have been following all along, you guys know that this entire season has been dedicated to food. You know, my little thing that I do, I take things, I find a category and uh, things that fall into that category. And then I rank them based on a little tiered system, top, middle and bottom tier, you know, top tier things or things that we all love. And that's the name of the show, top tier. But today I just kind of decided to do something a little different, something to like culminate the little experience of like, hey, I made it to 10 episodes, like this season has been great, but I just kind of want to pivot. I want to walk away from the little top tier format and I want to call this a little interlude episode. So, you know, like when you're listening to an album, there's like a little interlude to like kind of connect things and connect stories and stuff like that. Or or another great example is in television where they have the Christmas or the Thanksgiving episode. And if that's the first episode <laughs> you walk into, like, is this what the show's about? And everybody's like, absolutely not. <laughs> it has like, nothing has to nothing do with anything. It. <laughs> it's just there just to be that's there. so funny when that one TV show does like a one hour special, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's it's And it's they like make that. a plot that's like totally not them. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? so yeah it's just one of those episodes just kind of want to sit here and talk about food opinions and all things food because i have a passion for food i feel like i have a passion for a lot of things and one of those things is most definitely food so in your opinion right because uh, also for those of you that don't know uh jordan bro right here has actually been teaching me how to bake so i am horrible in the kitchen i am not one that you would call a culinary chef so when it comes to cooking things, I get really hesitant and I'm like, oh, I don't know really what I'm doing. So Jordan Bro has guided me through the things of baking and such. So in your professional baking opinion, what has been your favorite dish to make? And then what is your favorite dish to eat? Like, because you can understand the hard work and, and the process of it. Okay. Baking. That is so hard. Um, Favorite thing to bake? Definitely cookies because... Honestly, for people who bake or just cook in general, you know that most cookie recipes are basically the same. You know, you cream your butter and your sugar, you know, you add in other wet ingredients, 
you know, fold in your dry ingredients. You know, sometimes you have to chill a batter, you know, so you got to wait on it a little bit. And then you just scoop it out and then just throw it in the oven. And then once you can smell it, you're done. You know, I love making cookies, especially just recipes that yield so many cookies. Like, I feel like you didn't really make cookies if you're only doing like two dozen. Like, no, I need like six dozen because I love sharing and cookies are so shareable, you know, like the perfect serving size of just like people being able to eat, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, one cookie is one serving, but like whoever only eats one cookie. Um, So I love making cookies. So just like my snickerdoodles, which is actually the first thing that I had Diggy D make. I'm thinking about making sugar cookies this weekend, you know, just chocolate chip cookies. My family loves my chocolate chip cookies. Secret. It's actually just the Toll House recipe. If you just follow the chocolate chips recipe, it, that's that's exactly what my chocolate chip cookies are. Um, and then my favorite. What was the question? My favorite thing to bake for others. No, like your that you've can like that you've eaten. Oh, my favorite thing to eat. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Because you understand the work that goes into it. So I'm saying it's like a making perspective, cooking perspective, as of like eating perspective. Ooh. Okay. So I'm actually not a sweet tooth person. It's so funny. Ooh. I. <laughs> I do not have a big sweet tooth. Like, I don't just sit around and eat candy, but I just have this, like, passion for baking. So, like, my favorite thing to eat, baking-wise, probably holiday pie. So, What do you mean by either, holiday pie? <laughs> there's two holiday pies that come to mind because Thanksgiving, I have to have sweet potato pie. I'm typically actually not the person making sweet potato pie, actually. My aunt makes a great sweet potato pie. If you've ever had it, it's amazing. I like to let the sweet potatoes just like shine. So, you know, I don't like adding a bunch of extra sugar and all these other ingredients. Some people like to put liquor in their pie, and I don't think that makes any sense. Liquor and pie? Yeah, yeah, I think... I don't know if it's like E40 or something like that. I don't know what they like to put in it. But yeah, like I think I say keep it simple. And sweet potato pie is such a classic. Um, Not really a popular dish, especially among like uh, people outside of my culture, I would say. But definitely very good. And then the second pie that also comes to mind is apple pie. Because I typically make an apple pie myself. Apple pie is awesome. For Christmas time. And we actually made an apple pie here in Las Vegas. That's and right. <laughs> we took so many hours to like get all these ingredients and then like peel those apples and all that. The pie turned out okay. It definitely wasn't my best pie. Diggy over here was just adding a ton of lemon juice. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that was hilarious. I just saw the apples and I was like, oh, we gotta get it extra zesty. I just started <laughs> pouring in lemon juice. I'm like, that's how flavor works, right? <laughs> yeah, I, it, I'm not gonna say it was a disaster because it definitely wasn't. Because no, it we wasn't had a disaster. A pie. We had a pie as mm-hmm. the end result. So that's, you know. C- crust was flaky. Exactly. The, that's the a, apple filling was apple y. Yeah, know? Like, that's, that's a thumbs up in my opinion. And for me, it was the best pie I ever made. But yeah, definitely baking an apple apple pie for my family during like Christmas time and we have people over that's usually like when I'll make two of those suckers Mm. so that like my family can eat one and we could just serve everybody else part of the pie and then yeah people go bonkers for that and I just like I love that pie because it's like 
it's usually supposed to be sweeter, right? Right from the time that we had it, but it's also a little tart because of the lemon juice, and then like there's so many apples in the pie, so like the texture of like the apples is so good, and yeah, that that oh, that was you know we had a fancy little apple peeler to just cut time, but like I do not have one of those back in my hometown of Sacramento, so man, you're putting in labor of peeling those apples and then also cutting them and dicing them so that they're like thin but not too thin and oh my gosh yeah that pie is laborious but it's so worth it because it's so good <laughs> you know i loved how you brought up the tradition like like how you said like your culture like if they don't know what a, a sweet yam pie when or like what's it called again <laughs> a sweet potato a sweet potato pie you know i've i've actually never had it so you were just descri- describing all that to me and i'm like that actually doesn't sound really too bad like i like from my perspective because i never heard of it I'm like, why would you put potatoes in pie? You know, <laughs> Right, but it's not a potato. So like the thing is, is that there's actually these two different like vegetables. They're, I'm pretty sure they're vegetables. Uh, there's a sweet potato, which is actually, I believe, like a white potato that is sweet. And then there is a yam, also known as a sweet potato yam. And those are orange. So I don't know if you ever had yams before. Okay. Yams are so good. That's just like a Thanksgiving dish, essentially. Actually, I eat it outside of Thanksgiving, and it's one of my favorite dishes. But, you know, yams is like sliced of that sweet potato yam, and then you like add some sort of like sweetness to it. So like brown sugar and then you like just saute it in a pan, you know, get those like potato because, you know, it's a pale, it's solid and you get it to be like soft. It's so good. It's so good. So, yeah, that's why we put it in a pie because, you know, it's I've never had sweet potatoes that weren't sweet. You know, it's supposed to be used as a sweet element. Okay. So, so, uh, it's kind of, it's really interesting that you brought that up because for your family, it could be sweet potato pie. For us, for Christmas time, right? We are big on tamales. Like, right? Uh-huh. I grew up Mexican and stuff. And, well, not grew up, I still am Mexican. It's not like I went away or nothing. But, uh, no, like traditionally, like, you know, my abuelita, my abuela would come over, all our tias uh, and tios. It'd be one day. And we would dedicate a whole day. It'd be like a couple weeks before Christmas time. So like beginning of Jan- beginning of December, it could either be the last week of November or the first week of December. That's how it always went. Mm-hmm. And we would spend like a whole day, a whole entire day from like the very early in the morning from like 4 a.m. because you got to pre-cook the meat and stuff. And it's a process, right? So you go from 4 a.m. and it ends to like 11 p.m. and stuff because you're doing all day. You're making tamales and stuff. Right. So you're doing the masa. You're getting the, the husk and such. And, I, and for those of you that never heard of it, husk is basically just a protector layer for when it goes in to cook. It just comes out. You don't eat that part, but it's just for it to cook. But, but like the inside part. Oh, and there's so <laughs> many different types of tamales. There's just you can have cheese, one with jalapenos. You can have it with like, a, you know, pork or mole. It, like in that tradition, like I, I, I understand what you mean when you bring it up, because if you don't know, you just don't know. Like right. I've had so many fans that are like, what's a tamale? I'm like, you never had that before? <laughs> so I would always bring like my I tell my mom and she'd be like, oh, no, we're, we're getting tamales. She put them in like a little t- container or dude, just be like come bring them over. And we bring them over, and they look scared. They're like, "What is it?" I'm like, well, "Try it." And then I do try it, and then they're like, "Oh," and they're like, "This is good." I'm like, like, "Yeah." You never had anybody that was selling tamales. I, Come some, on now. Some places just didn't have it, and that's a, that was a culture shock. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> the thing is, is like we we had like a family friend of a family friend 
who would always have like tamales around like New Year's time. Okay. So I'm like, that kind of lines up with what you were saying of like, that's like a Christmas tradition of like, you're getting into the holiday season. So you're doing all that prep work. And I'm like, oh, okay. We like, I would just end up like eating somebody, somebody's tita, their, their, their abuela, somebody's tamale. Did you say just, tita? <laughs> it's tia. Tia. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lo siento. Uh. I'm trying. <laughs> She's trying, everybody. We, we give her the pass. She's invited to the kind of stuff. Y'all, I worked in a kitchen for like a couple months. Uh-huh. Man, I did not fit in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That life was rough. <laughs> so so since we're on the holiday subject, so like for holiday foods, like is there like a different holiday where you have like, oh, for this certain thing, we're going to have this. And for this certain thing, we have that. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I just saw this like post on instagram that was like okay what do y'all be eating for easter Mm. and i really thought and i was like i don't know like i don't really remember what we would like traditionally eat on easter i feel like it was just kind of one of those things of like okay what does someone feel like making like my grandma was like a celebrator of like good friday i believe it is yeah so like on that day you know she would always eat seafood you know because you're not supposed to eat like certain animal products and stuff like that so you know that was always like a seafood day for her but i'm like the day of easter you know after resurrection and everything i'm just like uh i don't really remember what we would traditionally eat but like other holidays like it's like a rotation of like same dishes but there are certain things i'm like i know will be there it's like thanksgiving i'm like i literally call my mom every thanksgiving now since i'm a college student i don't live at home anymore i literally call my mom and i'm like hey you're making your stuffing right i call it stuffing i know some people call it dressing but i call it stuffing it's a cornbread stuffing my mom puts like sausage it's like italian sausage in it and like peppers oh, and that stuff. sounds busted. yeah and with cornbread and i'm just it's so good some people don't like it because they're like it it's kind of wet and you know texture i don't care i love it that, that sounds delicious right you know like thanksgiving I can expect to eat greens. I can expect to eat like corn, like um, basically like smothered corn. Mm. So it has like bacon, also peppers in okay. it. Um, obviously, my grandpa, he's going to fry that turkey. He's going to fry it and he's going to do good. Um, there's my one aunt. I have this one aunt who we have to buy cranberry sauce for. I, I don't think anybody else touches that canned cranberry sauce, but we always have to buy it just for her, just so she can eat it with her turkey. I don't think anybody else understands that, like, flavor profile of, like, eating your poultry with something that's, like, supposed to be sweet. I personally have never tried it, but, of course, I'm not going to knock it until I do one day because, you know, I understand how flavor profiles and stuff like that should work. I, I, I totally understand because cranberry sauce is one of those things – where only one family member likes it and yet you still get it somehow. And that's how the cranberry sauce community is still in business. Like, yeah. you're, like you're gonna buy it because you care about your one family member and it's only one. It's never like multiple. Like, oh yeah, you need it. No, it's always just one person. No, because I know that there are definitely families out there who will like make it from scratch, I'm almost sure. Yeah, it, it is a made scratch type yeah. of dish, but I'm like, ah, oh, it's not for we're me. N- we're, not, we're just not them. I'm just, yeah, I don't think that's ever something I'm so gonna So it's kind of interesting that you brought up like the Easter dish, like you don't really remember. Remember, like uh, in like the Catholic tradition, like I know 
Easter is one of those weird holidays because normally at like Christmas time, even though there's like three or four different holidays that you can celebrate, it's usually the same thing. It's a certain holiday that celebrates time with your family with presents and food and gathering. Easter is a little bit different because the religion, that's where things can get a little bit divided and some people don't even celebrate at all. Da, 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 right. So in the Catholic tradition realm, there's this thing called Ash Wednesday where you, you know, Basically, you give up something to show be until resurrection. So whether it be soda, a type of food, like usually people do soda, candy, chips, or some sort of fast food. So I remember one year, my abuelita, she gave up like she gave up hot Cheetos. So yeah, she <laughs> loves those things. She loves hot Cheetos. So when it came to uh, Easter Sunday, oh boy, she we I remember it so well. She had like a whole plate of hot Cheetos. I, I think we had like a turkey or something. Not even anything crazy. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm telling her, and Spanish like, what are you doing? Why do you have a hot Cheetos? And she's like, you know, like it's basically she's like hush child, like you know, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm like, you know what, fair is fair, you know. She, she said, mind your you know, business, ba basically. And then, you know, another thing too is like Easter is a, another one of those holidays where it's like that holiday and Halloween as a kid candy was a must like the yeah. candy game was going crazy so Halloween and Easter I remember uh, you know I would go over to like some family member's house and you would do an Easter econ regardless so right. you dress up in your little your little polo and all that you go to the church and then afterwards you know you, you do the Easter econ and then I would I'd be going crazy I'm like I, I would I'd be I would get so tactical I'm like okay where's, where's the money that's all I cared no, about for real <laughs> especially at the Easter icons at my grandparents house because they would always get like one of the older of the cousins to like hide the eggs really good mm -hmm. and you know it was an egg with money if it was sparkly so like us younger cousins I'm like where's the golden egg where where is it? Because I'm over here. I'm just trying to get like a 20. But, you know, like that is like absolutely gold when you're a kid. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, man, $20 in this economy. <laughs> Actually, speaking about that, I remember back in the day and I, I can't believe I'm saying back in the day. But like when I was in middle school, $20 not only could get myself fed for like a good lunch, I can get me a friend. And like even even afterwards, I can go to the liquor store and grade some, get like a drink or something. Exactly. As well. You could go get yourself an Arizona tea, pick up yourself some candy and you and a friend could go eat somewhere. Like, man. I remember I remember all that. Now, most of these places, like, if you want a decent, like, fast food meal, like, something that's not your typical drive-thru, it's going to cost you almost that. And yeah, like, wow. basically. Basically. Yeah. I'm just like, I paid $15 for a sandwich today. I was like, my heart was kind of hurting, but it was also, I was Must. trying. It was really, it was a really good sandwich. So, let me guys, I'm going to take you guys on a little story. Because I decided to go get lunch today and I was craving a sandwich, right? Right. So I went, I drove myself to Chiba Hut, but I live here on campus. So it was just down the street, but I decided to go to Chiba Hut at 1230 on a Wednesday afternoon. And I did not realize that that was actually a really big mistake because Chiba Hut was packed. They had so many people just sitting at tables and then the line was basically out the door and I was like, nah, nah, I can't wait half an hour just for my sandwich. So, you know, Chiba Hut, it's in that little parking lot with the Chipotle, but on the other side of the parking lot is this Italian deli. It was actually featured on um, Barstool, mm -hmm. like with Dave Portnoy, you know, his whole pizza thing where it's like one bite, everybody knows the rules. Apparently it was actually featured on there. They have like a little sign inside and I like their pizza. It's called Sugino's Italian Deli and Pizza or something like that. I go there, I try to open the door, it's locked. 
I look at the sign on the door. It says that they're closed until like all the way until next week for Easter. I was like, bro, Easter was like three days ago, but you guys are closed all week, all week. So I'm already sad. I'm like, dang, I'm like two back to back options did not work out for me. So I decided to go down the street all the way to Ike's. And this it's a sandwich shop and I had never tried it before. And my boss's boss's boss. So like the big boss at my job, he told me he was like, you have to go and you have to go get the beast mode. So I'm like looking on the menu and I look at it and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm eating that. A sandwich with fried chicken and Mm -hmm, bacon mm -hmm. and then this spicy buffalo sauce. Like, what kind of bread do you want? I look. I was like, oh, let me get some sourdough bread because I'm a NorCal girly. I have to have it with sourdough bread. You know, I'm sitting. I'm just waiting for my sandwich. I look at the wall and, you know, it has all their locations. And I realize I'm like, oh, my gosh, they have so many locations all through California. I'm like, what the heck? Why is this my first time ever trying this brand? It literally says, like, founded in the Bay Area and everything I was like oh my gosh why do I feel like I'm missing out that sandwich was pretty good I'm not gonna lie um I wish I kind of got more bang for my buck you know like Mm. I feel like for the same price at Chiba Hut I can have like a sandwich that I can't finish but Ike's I guess I just came hungry that day because I ate that whole sandwich Ike's Ike's is good though so I think the difference between Chiba Hut and Ike's is Chiba Hut you get more for your buck but like Ah, that beast mode though is different for those of you that have never tried it it's literally on campus and you're not from california well that's that's tough you know west coast over east coast i always say that to the day i die <laughs> but like it, it is a trip that sandwich man like it i'm getting hungry just thinking about it i'm stuffed i'm i'm already stuffed right now but that brings me to my next question i wanted to ask you jordan so when it comes to, like food that you never tried before like what usually does it have to take for because everybody has their own strategy when it comes to like, trying new foods. Like, do, do you just have to go with friends? Do you have to like trust somebody's recommendation? Like, what is the process when you're like, ah, I never had this before, but should I waste my time? Because it's such a scary feeling when you never had something before. Because you're like, I don't want to waste my money and not like it. You know. I feel that, but the thing is, is like. I feel like I was just raised a certain kind of way where, like, I didn't have a choice. Like, I just couldn't be a picky eater. Right. You know, so, like, I there's so many different types of food and just things that I like. Like, I've grown up eating seafood all my life. So, of course, I love seafood. There's certain things in seafood that I don't like, you know, like clams and mussels. But I'm like, almost everything else I That's love. crazy. Clams, oh, they're just, uh, yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. But I love shrimp. Sounds I love great. crab, you know. Yep, yep. Like, give me a Scallop. Scallops are a little fishy, but man, give me a scallop. Like, I grew up eating catfish. Like, you ask some people, they're like, that's a bottom feeder fish. I'm like, look, my family's from the bayou, so we eat that all day long. We eat crawfish, you know? Um, But the thing is, like, when I want to try foods, I feel like that are outside of my culture and outside of things that I've grown up with personally. I usually do go by, like, a person's recommendation of, like, oh, you should go to this place, you know, they serve this type of food and they're really good, you know, and then I'll probably end up going with that person or, you know, just trying it out on my own time, you know, like, I feel like in this past, like, year, I've, like, recently tried, like, Thai food and ate, like, pad Thai for the first time. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really good. Like, I've had curry, you know, and I was like, oh, this is also really good. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, like... 
I've yeah, I'm really adventurous with the way that I eat. But yeah, I really do. I look at review sites, man. I love looking at Yelp, and yeah, I trust people's recommendations of like, ooh, you got to go to this place because you know people are usually going to try and point you in the right direction. You know, they're going to try and point you and at least something that is authentic. Right. Um, so uh, funny enough that you brought that up as well, because I have tried so many different foods since I've moved down here. And I think it's great. I think the way I have enjoyed foods, in my opinion, because if, like, if I'm spending money on it, I want to try something new. Like if I want the same old, same old, I know where to get it, you know. So when I do want to try that new factor, I think the most satisfying feelings and I'll give you a story right now. So me, Jordan Rowe here and a couple of our friends, we went to this pizza spot that our operations <laughs> manager suggested to us. He was like, oh, you got to try it. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, we walk in there. It's this hole in the wall bar. You, if you weren't looking for it, you would easily miss it. Like just snap your finger. You could drive right past it. Like you have to go out of your way to find a spot like Y'all, this. Y'all, I'm telling you the theme of this bar was like tiki punk it was so random and, and like <laughs> the place inside it it looks like it doesn't know what it wants to be there's this <laughs> giant bar in the middle that serves alcohol there's a couple booths on the very far left corner and then like a table or two on the far right corner and then there's a live band that plays like I said, it doesn't know what it wants to be. But it's cool, though, because you're sitting in there and you're enjoying the live music. It's not music that you're going to typically go out of your way to find. But when you're there, you're just like, all right, cool. Let's see what's up. And they only serve one type of food besides all kinds of alcohol. Like it's a bar. So alcohol is their main thing. But they only serve one food, which is Detroit style crusted pizza. Man, we both, none of us were at this place before. We only got off a, like a light recommendation. And, and the reason we, we tried it is because we're like, we're all friends. None of us ever tried it before. And I think this would be a cool experience trying food together for the first time. Boy, when we ate that thing, I don't know. We were just hungry too. But then we tried it a second time. So we know it's not, it was just the food was out busted. We took the first bite. We recorded it too because we wanted to send it to our, you know, to a friend that recommended it to us. Boy, that was busted. I was like, man, it's it's such a crazy feeling trying food for the first time and just having that feeling of like, wow, like that was really good. Especially when you have so much experience mm. with that food itself. Right. You know, it's like we all know the classic types of pizza. You know, I feel like there's obviously that New York style with that big triangle slice. You know, everybody's aware of like Chicago style, that deep dish, super saucy. I feel like here on the West Coast is really like trendified you know like flatbreads mm. and like thin crust mm -hmm. you know but we're all looking like Detroit style and you're like reading the definition like fluffier crust toppings all the way to the end um, it was like sauce on top of the toppings and then like cheese also all the way to the edge. And we're like, and it's in a square. What? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also a square. And we're just like, what? But man, tell it blew our minds. We were eating that fresh, hot, straight out of the oven. Me and my one good friend, we like shared a pizza and it was like kind of like a meat lovers pizza, but it had this like sweet smoky ham that was on it. And like, typically I don't really like ham on my my pizza but i was like hmm it's sweet you know it's like sweet sweet you know so i'm like huh but like man it absolutely changed it i was like man that it was to die for it was so good 
I think another great factor about Las Vegas is that since there is, you know, the Strip, there's Fremont, there's the local spots, there's all this stuff, all kinds of food. And it's so crazy, too, because all throughout this week in my classes and stuff, all my professors have been talking about food, specifically, <laughs> obviously, like their culture specific foods. Yeah. But still, it's foods of like all these different places. And I'm like, man, this list is never going to end because I don't know, I just felt like. I feel like when you're in your little neighborhood or your little circle, you're like, oh, yeah, these are the only foods there is. Like, what else is there? And, like, that's where the world opens up. No, because I feel like Vegas gets a great and a bad rap for their food at the exact same time. Because I feel like there's so many travelers that only eat on the strip and they're like, oh, this isn't even that great. All these restaurants are so expensive. And it's like, no, no, no. You got to go a little further. You got to come out a couple, like, two miles and then you're just, like, in food heaven. Because, like, just here in this little college area, there are so many great spots and so many deals and just so much different types of food. Uh, it's it's really kind of food heaven. Like, I, you know, we're, me and Di- Diego are both from NorCal. So, mm-hmm. like, we're kind of spoiled with, like, our fresh products, you know, and just all of this, like, high-quality food. But, like, you can kind of get that, that out here in Las Vegas and this is a desert right? where everything is imported and nothing is like grown here, which I, is crazy. Like down here, I've tried every single cuisine, like soul food, um, Italian, uh, um, curry, like Indian food, Middle Eastern food, uh, Pakistani food, European food, um, Mex- of course, Mexican food, uh, Chinese, uh, Pad Thai, you know, um, Japanese food, you name it. I've tried it down here and like they kill it. I'm like, how do you guys still have food that's just as good that like that shouldn't be this good in the middle of a desert (laughs) i i just i just love it i think it's great i love hole in the wall spots like oh you know it's just this little hole in the wall usually hole in the wall spots means absolute banger that's all that means (laughs) it's all that really means and you know to to counteract with the tourists when they're like oh i hate it look you see that you see that street you guys are on yeah if you go anywhere past northeast south or west but just a little bit past that street I promise you, you'll have a decent priced food that will change your life. That's where it's at. Like, I'm so sorry. I really hate to say it, but like, if you're ordering through like a glass window at this food spot, best believe it's going to be so good. (laughs) If they have like a little speaker and they have like a little box for you to put your payment in, man, (laughs) it's going to be good. You know what's crazy? It's either the person speaks a whole different foreign language and this is not even racist. Like if it's a different language that you don't even know or or you have the one friend that could speak it, you're like, oh, it's going to be absolutely busting. Or or when they go, what you want? Oh, I'm going to be busted. I already know. It's like when they when you're just like, all right, what you want? <laughs> you're like, oh, and then when you ask what is there, it's like, what you want? It depends what you want. Yeah. What you want? We got it. Yeah. Or, or like, I love how there's like a menu at these hole in the wall spots. And then they, they don't even know what's on their own menu. I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, is it? Like, yeah, I guess you can have it. Sure. Why not? It's, like, it's literally your combo. Combo what? <laughs> like, they don't know their own menu. That's hilarious. But it's so good. It's like it's busting every time. Right. And honestly, the secret of good food really is just like the people that are preparing it, the people that are cooking, you know, and the people that they're surrounded by, you know, because a lot of people that cook, you know, me included, you know, we just want to share it with other people. You know, that's why I bake. That's why I bake in such large freaking quantities is, you know, I want to just share the wealth and like give them to people. And actually, I think that is going to wrap up this little interlude episode. This is an episode that was very special to my heart, you know. I was kind of just experimenting with this and I just kind of wanted to just 
talk you know um i love my little top tier show thank you so much jiggy for coming on and absolutely hanging out with me today this was so much fun thank you all listeners for listening and supporting my show it's so appreciated you guys can tune in live on the hg2 app at 6 p.m every friday and that's gonna end it for today thank you so much have a great night y'all thank you so much for tuning into this episode I appreciate every single one of you. I hope all of you guys have a great night.